Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is this that JPP podcast? What is the best sports month? Is Patrick Mahomes the new Romo or the new Montana? Should Cutter learn how not to lose from the Razorbacks? The guys do their usual weekly NFL round robin, including Earl Thomas reactions, LJ feeling lost and vindicated, and Kevin losing it on a Super Bowl champion. All that and more this week on Just Press Play. Pregnant ladies For another week, we all, only one week of the Just Press Play, or one episode this week of the Just Press Play, because we there were some minor difficulties traveling. I lost my phone in the Uber. It was a, it was a tough weekend for me in the good old city of Austin, Texas. But we are back. We're missing we're missing LJ this week, or at least for now, he may join us a little later. But we got Uncle Tony joining us again. Tony, it's good to have you on. Howdy, howdy, howdy. And of course, we got we got pops joining us, and it's just it's a good time of good time of sports right now. October starting up. Uh, yep. Major League Baseball playoffs are getting underway. We, we're at the fir- end of the first quarter point of the NFL season, so we're starting to learn what 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 some teams are. College football starting to get into the thick of things. I I wanted to start off real quick with just for you guys, what is your favorite month of sports? Pops, I'll start with you. I think I know where you might lean towards. Well, I, I think you know where I'm going, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give. A lot of credibility to the month of March, just because of March Madness, which is my favorite sporting event on earth, bar Best none. sporting event of, in the world, right? And that which in say? the world, absolutely. Period. Yeah. Now, yeah. with that said, and um, looking through these months, I actually kind of like December, and the reason I like December is because you've st- you've got a lot of NFL teams getting prepared for the playoffs. You know, they're they're getting you know it's, it's some serious games going on. I well, as a Cowboy like- fan, it was always bad to watch football in December. <laughs> well, and it will be this year too. <laughs> so, <laughs> and as a Razorback fan, it'll be bad That's to watch football in December. But what, what I was going to say is is I actually like the bowl games, the college bowl games that are not necessarily the big January really? first. You know. Well, because there's some really fun bowl games. You can just catch some some kids that are out there just having like a great you, you time. You randomly catch the Pacific Sun Life Bowl, and it's too. Yeah. It's just good football a lot of times. Or the I mean, Holiday Bowl are, or the Alamo right. Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. And, so and basketball. Basketball is in enough of a swing that I care a little bit about, you know, uh, even college and, and in NBA. So, How um, often do you catch a college game before – 
the new year starts. Like, do no. you do you catch too many non-conference games? I don't see you as catching a lot of college I mean, basketball. Bad, uh, not much. I mean, I might try to catch the occasional what Duke North Carolina game if you know if they have one early in the season. Arkansas, if they're playing somebody decent and has a good team. But yeah. you're right. I don't watch a lot of college basketball before June. So, are is that if you had to pick one, would you go December as your favorite sports month? Because that is shocking to me. Well, Lifford well, is shocking Chuck, in many ways. Chuck, I so. think I'm going to go ahead and go with December. I think I'm going to go right. with December. All right, yeah. tell well, well, what, what, what say you, Tell What do you think? I know you you like a little baseball more than than Lyft does, so yeah. that might factor into your months. I don't know. Well, yeah, and you know, so October is a great great month. And Kevin, you made a great point about that. The the playoff races are going in baseball, and so it's really fun to watch. And football isn't a good month. So if, <clears throat> you know me, I like to straddle the fence. So I'm going to give you two answers. October is a great <laughs> month. A great month to be in Las Vegas. Uh, when I if I go to Las Vegas, I love to be in Vegas in October because you've got all the sports going on out there and they're big games. Because uh, this is the time of year where you get some big games, just like uh, you know, like we were hoping the Arkansas Alabama game was going to be a big game, but obviously it's not. Uh, but you've got Georgia LSU in a couple of weeks. You've got uh, uh, some of those big, big midseason matchups going on. You've got right. the NFL where you can really start to understand who they are, and then you've got uh, uh, those uh, playoffs. But the one I, one I really like to watch is is really February uh, when you've got the Super Bowl and, and maybe the AF, AFC-NFC championship, depending upon when it exactly falls. Then you've got the Super Bowl. Then you've got some really meaningful college basketball games. That's when you start to see those real heavy conferences, when you do see the Duke-North Carolina games come up, Arkansas, and uh, Kentucky, uh, if we could ever get back behind the behind the Super Bowl again. But you see those big <laughs> conference games for uh, college basketball, and it's hot stove season for baseball. You get to see who's going where, what you know, where are the free agents, and so baseball's kicking in as well. And, and let's not forget America's favorite pastime, hockey. So you know, I, I, there's a lot going on in February. So that's <laughs> that's probably the the best month for me to to be a sports fan. See, I. I really like the the one reason why I, I I'm a big fan. I don't think October actually is gonna make is gonna be number one for me. But one reason I do I don't watch much baseball, but I can get into some some playoff baseball. And then when the World Series, especially lately, the World Series have been unbelievable, oh, yeah. and really just MLB yeah. playoffs has been good. And so I I really start getting into some baseball around now. And we talked about with some college football games. And then this is about the time where. NFL gets really going. You start learning teams that are for real and not, as we've mentioned. But a month that I'm a, a huge fan of, and I think it's a little underrated, is is I think January is a really good month of of sports because you get I, I I get what Dad's saying about some of the games before you get those 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 fun bowl games in December where you haven't really watched many of you might not have watched Memphis and all of a sudden a couple of years ago you're watching Memphis and Paxton Lynch slinging all over the yard or some of those games and I do enjoy those but I really like. When you know you get the the granddaddy of them all, you get the Rose Bowl, and you and you get some of these big showdowns, and then you got the the college football playoffs, and then I think that this is the best January is the best time for NFL playoffs because I almost would say give me the wild card weekend and divisional weekend where you get four games, and they're you're more likely to get two or three maybe really really good games. And not don't get me wrong, I love the Super Bowl, but just a lot of football. You get Saturday and Sunday of two good games. And then I, I start getting real into ba- I, basketball season really kicks up for me right around Christmas time, college and pro. So that's when I really start watching. And March would be up there just because March Madness is great. But really, other than March Madness, NBA playoffs, I guess, is, is starting to kind of get figured out. But I think January. January is probably my favorite sports month of the year. But I, 
I started like looking down through different lists and shoot, there's April's an awesome month because you get the final four and the championship going on at the beginning of April. Then you get MLB opening day, the Masters, NBA playoffs, and the NFL drafts like kicking in the towards Masters, the end. Yeah. Hmm. So, Gosh, I, so we picked de- December, January, and February. February. It's interesting. It's for the winter months. It's probably because we're sitting inside. Golf, it's cold. Right? Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can drink a lot of scotch in the, in the winter months. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we we mentioned we mentioned off the top that it's it's we're, we're a quarter of the way through the NFL season and if if there's if I haven't learned anything and not, it's been a topic on this podcast for the past three or four weeks really since after the first week but once again Mister Mister Patrick Mahomes uh, of the Chiefs he just Patty that was it, it was that's about how just, he talks that's how he it sounds was, when he talks <laughs> it was such you an know, impressive Jill, game really, Monday night I'm just here to help with, help the team and do the best I can. And I listen to Coach Reed, and he he shows me, and I really appreciate Alex Smith, all he did for me. But I'm glad his ass is out of town. So and where's Burton Ernie? <laughs> so does does Patrick Smoke? I, I could I kept getting it. I think I heard you say this before we started recording, Dad. But his voice sounds like it's a mix of like Kermit the Frog, and then that person on the commercial that is telling you how they've been. It's a cigarette commercial, like stamp out smoking, and they've been smoking for 15 years, and it's ruining their lungs. Like it's like a Chantrix. weird mix. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. That's that's random. It's almost good, good pull. Good pull. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like you know right when when God was creating Patrick Mahomes, he's like, you're going to be real tall, you're going to be athletic, you're going to have a rocket arm, <laughs> and the NFL is going to make a rule right when you get into it where no one can even tackle you. And so Patrick Mahomes is like, so what? What's the one catch? And he's like, well. Your voice is gonna sound like when when a when a utensil gets stuck in the garbage disposal yeah. in your sink, and that's just your normal walking so around. Like that's his only downfall. He he swallowed a kazoo. You know what are you gonna do? And <laughs> hey, if, if you had to choose one thing, okay, if you're gonna be bad at something, you know, because God help Jason Witten. You know, <laughs> you know Jason Witten has a nice voice, but he can't he 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 just, can't use it right. <laughs> so not to change it, but you know what? I was listening to that game and for ten. 10 minutes. He didn't say a damn thing because the other guy, it was just, oh my gosh. You know, I, I'm hoping he's just needing a paycheck and he wants to come back to the NFL next year. But well, and uh, when, and wow. so he won't talk for a while. And then when he does talk, it's not really all that insightful. Like Jason Witten doesn't, I don't know. I just, as yeah. much as his counterpart, yeah. old Tony's done done well announcing, and either yeah. he's polarizing people like him or don't <laughs> like him, but it seems like it's unanimous. Yeah. No one really cares for for Witten up in the booth. Yeah. And then I don't know what they're doing with. We we've talked about it before, but I don't know what they're. Booger's good, but they put him on the sideline, and I, he looks like he, he hates chair that chair. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah with his little seatbelt on and his sippy cup over there, it's yeah. ridiculous. He's not, not one but two sippy cups. Have you noticed he's got two cups? It's like, <laughs> oh, does he, damn, what, is he trying cups? to stay hydrated because that chair? Mm-hmm. What's it got a heater in it or something? Is he so close to the camera that it's like 120 <laughs> degrees or something? But I saw I saw something online the other day that said something about, and I haven't noticed, but he's apparently he has some mangled hands, and they kept talking about. Oh my him gosh! Oh, you not oh, seen him? Oh, yeah. It's like a it's Tyrannosaurus up. Rex or something up there, but I I didn't see it myself. So anyway, but I digress. Oh, yeah. We're talking you- about. Sir Patrick Mahomes, I believe, is who we were talking. So, well, yeah. the dude's got a cannon for an arm. He can throw off any foot, leaning any way, going any direction, and he can throw it 35, 40 yards, 50 yards downfield. I'm 
impressed with Mr. Mahomes. I don't know if y'all saw uh, pregame. There was a a clip going on Twitter where he legit from one, he was at the back of one end zone and he was throwing the ball pregame, literally threw it to the other end zone in the air. I mean, he just, it looked like that fake Powerade commercial or Nike commercial, whatever Mike Vick had back in the day where he threw the ball out of the end zone. (laughs) It was insane. And I think this game really said a lot to, I, I know LJ's not with us yet, and he might come on a little bit later in this show if he can. But uh, I think he's starting to turn a little bit and getting a little nervous about Patrick Mahomes because th- this game was <laughs> one where it wasn't just throwing the ball all over the yard and and up by thirty at, at halftime. Like in the fi- going into those final two drives when the when the Chiefs were down by ten to the Broncos, Mahomes had one hundred and fifty yards and he was on he was complete he completed fifteen out of twenty nine passes. Then on those final two touchdown drives where they ended up taking the lead, he went thirteen for sixteen with one hundred and fifty three yards and scored fourteen points and ended up winning by four. It was just you you saw him back against the wall and then a couple of those the. The play where he makes that left-hand throw to Tyreek Hill for the first on third and whatever it was, third and six, those are plays you don't – He's not thinking anymore. That's just instinct. I mean, he's just good. He's a gamer. That's just balling. Yeah, and I – and then second and 30, scrambling to the right. And yeah. Von Miller, like yeah, the best pass place. rusher maybe in football, uh, I guess outside of Khalil Mack now. But you got <laughs> Super Bowl MVP on his back, and he's just making these throws. It was incredible. I mean, it was yeah. just incredible to watch. Yeah, and I thought, you know, if Patrick Mahomes, I don't think we could call it a coming out party but because people knew about him. But one of the things you saw in that game uh, last night was that it was a completely different game than we'd seen the first three weekends for him. And I think we had talked before about how Andy Reid has a scheme and yeah, they're going to score five, six, seven touchdowns maybe in a row and they're going to get up big and then all of a sudden the offense disappears because teams figure out their scheme. Well, this one was a completely different setup for that. Denver was was ready for him from the get-go as I, I thought, it, you know, we Very thought well a played game, game on that. Denver. Absolutely. But then Mahomes kind of took over and let his athleticism and his uh, ability to make football plays take over. And those last two drives, I thought, were were critical. Uh, there's there's not a tougher place to play than Mile High Stadium other than Arrowhead Stadium. And he's not going to have any trouble there uh, th- to play. And for him to come out as a second year guy, come in and have that kind of poise uh, at that at that point in time, I thought was was pretty big. And Kevin, one of the things I think people aren't really talking about, they may start now. And I heard him talk about the stat about number of yards outside of the pocket uh, that mm-hmm. he has set some record, you know, because now they keep these for when they keep these kind of stats. He has more yards outside of the pocket than anyone since I, I think it was Brett Favre or someone that, that they has been, been getting a lot of the Favre comparisons. Right. And mm-hmm. so a lot of that. But for him to do what he does outside of the pocket is great. Now, I will say this. There's going to come a time when those left handed things don't work. And he made a couple of passes in that game that should have been intercepted. And well, that. Uh, Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. you're right. So, so there's going to come a time when he's going to face that adversity, and I don't know if they're a 16 and 0 team. I don't think that they are. They are certainly a 13, 3, 12, and 4 possibility. Uh, we'll see how he handles December. But I, I got to say, this kid is this is as Liff would say, the real deal. So I want to add something to what you're saying there, and I know that initially this is going to make you roll your eyes at first, but. Something that I saw with Mahomes is he just 
you like you like you mentioned, he just trusts his arm so much. And some of those throws where he's running to his left and then reaches back and throws Across it to the other body. hash. And it, yeah, it's a bro. throw where, as a quarterback, you're told you, you just don't make that throw. You're asking to get picked off. And he made it, and it works because he has an arm that there's only a few guys in the NFL can make a throw that he can make. He, he's very impressive. And it reminds me a little bit of some times that I've seen Mr. Tony Romo make some very impressive throws where he's scrambling oh, out of the pocket. Mind. But wait. But what scares me is he makes the, the we're, what we've seen so far is the best of that Favre esque, Romo esque, gunslinger, trusting his arm, making those amazing throws. And I think you're on to yeah. something. Sometimes you're going to see those times where all of a sudden, instead of looking awesome, where that left handed throw looks good, it's a, it's a fumble. And all of a sudden, Von Miller's yeah. going the other way yeah. with it for six. Cause we've only seen four weeks and I, I think he is really good, but maybe Andy Reid needs to try to rein him in and go, sometimes those aren't going to work. Like, I like him every now and then, but be careful. Yeah, I think you're right. I'd say this. There's going to be a time when he's going to have to be – he's going to hit a a slump, right, where those things don't work, and he's going to have to be able to bounce back from that. And I looked at a little bit of film, and if if there are folks out there listening to us who have time on their hands and want to go out there and look into the archives, go look at a little bit of – Joe Montana uh, back in the day and see how much and now the West Coast offense was built for that for that guy and he does not have Mahomes has probably twice the arm strength that Montana had however if you watch them outside the pocket it's amazing the accuracy that Montana had outside the pocket his ability to deliver a football in places where the football just shouldn't go and through four games I, you know nobody wants to you know be compared to Joe Montana four games into their or yeah. five games into their career but outside of the pocket it's very interesting to watch that and and to go back and look at some of the things that Montana would do across his body leaning out this lanky guy out there running around and here's Mahomes out there lanky guy running around and I, I it's very interesting to look at that comparison and what what might happen with this kid. Well, I, I just have to make one comment. I heard I heard Tony question whether Kansas City Chiefs will go sixteen and zero. Um, I'm willing to take that bet, Tony. If you want to, if you want to bet <laughs> they're going to go sixteen and zero, I'll cover it. So, no, I don't think they're just, sixteen and zero. Okay, I, if you think I they're sixteen and zero material, I, I will I, cover that bet. I, no, so. no, there's not yeah, enough there, defense there, there, there. There's a few leaks in that defense. They, I, it'll there get better go. when Eric yeah. Berry gets back around, yeah. but ooh. That defense scares the hell out of me. Whoever's I mean, coming in that, with a big back is, you know, if they can, you know, if somebody comes in there that, that can rush 30 times, Jacksonville. And we'll see that this week. I think they play Jacksonville this week. Yeah, that's, that's the big matchup this weekend. Game. There's some real mm-hmm. interesting games. We can talk about that later. Real interesting games this weekend. There are some make or breaks um, you know, this weekend. Real quick, uh, before we go on to, I do want to mention a team that might be able to go 16-0 here in a second. But real quick on <laughs> Denver's side, and I, and I wish LJ was other, here. Yeah. I wish LJ was here. To, to, to bounce this off of them because that, that's our resident Bronco fan. But so the Broncos are up by 10, as we said, at one point in the fourth quarter, then up by uh, three. And they have yeah. they have two backs. I love their two backs. I think Freeman runs hard and then Philip Lindsay. Well, he is does fast. run hard. Yeah. But mm-hmm. so was it not? I don't understand why Freeman's not in in that fourth quarter. I feel like he is the prototypical back that's going to get better as the game goes on, especially up there in Mile High where guys get tired. He was just running folks over. And yeah. I love Lindsey, don't get me wrong, but when it gets down to fourth quarter and you just need to get four-yard run after four-yard run and keep milking the clock, I didn't understand why Freeman wasn't in the game more. And then I think with Case Keenum, we saw exactly what what we – what it's what Case Keenum is. I mean, we could go to – who we thought they were, we could get there early. I mean, Case Keenum's he's good. He made some throws that got him in a chance to win the game, and he's not bad at all. 
But you saw that throw against Demarius Thomas. So I think I think some of that was on Demarius Thomas too. He didn't seem it to come was. out of his route at the very at yeah. the beginning of it. But you just it's he's going to be close. Case Keenum is going to be yeah. close, but he's just not quite got that extra. I love that hook and ladder play they tried to run at the end. I thought that was yeah, I a would, good call. Yeah. It just didn't work. I, but I'm, it did look like Emmanuel. Uh, uh, what's his name? Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders. Sanders wasn't completely prepared to to accept the the flip. Was he? It well, almost looked uh, that I think way. He was. I don't know. No, I think he, think was. he was. What happened was the Chiefs uh, defender had an arm in there, and he couldn't get extended. You, you, if you tell it, and of course it was, um, of course it was Cortland Sutton who was doing the flipping, um, and then Sanders was coming around. But when he flipped it, it went backwards because the Chiefs defender had his arm in there, and and Sutton he couldn't, couldn't get so a clean pitch get to full, him. Yeah, full extension. He couldn't get the clean flip. I uh, I had an argument with uh, another guy uh, last night. Uh, who happens to be a Chiefs fan? And I, I thought if that got completed, <clears throat> that was a touchdown. They had that set. It's up. either you know, six like, or they're getting the first down and out of bounds, and they're going to get a chance to add another I, play. I thought it, he was up the sideline for six. I really man, did. I, that would have been a hell of a play, and that's that's one was almost. Yeah. I got to say, I've seen the hook and ladder work one time, <laughs> and I was on the field when it happened. It was a, it was my boy Eric. Eric Elkins caught the ball. He did, and he flipped it. I believe it was to Sylvester. I think it was Sylvester Ricks. He flipped it. It was just beautiful. Eric caught the ball, flipped it to him, touchdown, game over. Well, we win. So there's the amazing. problem right there. Only guys named Eric and Sylvester can run a hook and ladder. <laughs> well, let's not let's not throw, let's not forget Cortland when Boise Emmanuel State ran the, ran, ran the hook and ladder. Boise State did it to Oklahoma back in 2006 or so. Oh, they ran the Statue Anything. of Liberty. That was a Statue yeah, of Liberty. They did both. They did both in the same game. They did. They had the stat, they had the hook and ladder that got into overtime, and then the Statue of Liberty was what they ran in overtime with oh, Ian Johnson. Okay. Then he went and proposed okay. to his cheerleader girlfriend after he Golly, scored the, Wow, that's that's yeah. way back there. We need to they check. Were, where reaching, are they now? You need to check on are those two married now? Are they still married? Or you know, yeah, that would be kind of fun. Maybe we can update that next week. The the next team I want to get onto, and we kind of preface it a second ago. And real quick, by the way, the and the podcast is as always the JPP podcast is brought to you by my bookie. And I, for now, I don't know I don't know how much longer you're going to be able to cash on this offer, but still, for right now, if you're a listener of our, our pod, you can type in JPP and they will double whatever you deposit in there. And a team... Ooh, I, I can't wait to hear what's at the end of the broadcast. Ooh, what's going to be? <laughs> a team a team that you just... You, I, maybe we just need to bet on every single week. The Rams are... I think the, the Chiefs are, the, are yeah. the class of the AFC, but the Rams have it all. Like we mentioned, there's some leaks in the Chiefs defense. The Rams have it defensively. They got a defensive front, defensive backs. I am sorry. I, I did it last week a little bit, but I have to apologize again to Jared Goff because he's making me look like a fool because that guy is just looks like Tom Man. Brady back there. Is yeah. Jeff Fisher just that shitty of a coach or is Sean McVay that amazing of a coach? Because Jared Goff looks like a different player under Sean McVay. I think it's a combination of both. I really do. I think it's a combination of both. I think Jeff Fisher was pretty shitty and I think Sean McVay is <laughs> Amazing. So. Yeah, I I agree with Lifford on that one. I think Sean McVay is is, is just a great offensive mind. Let's hope that he continues. To, if he can keep Wade Phillips, you know, in white blood cells or whatever he's got to do to keep him alive <laughs> for the next twenty years, they might they might you know win that combination of Wade Phillips doing defense and him on the offense. I mean, it's yeah. scary. It's scary. What what, no matter what t- but, what you are. Yeah, but Jeff Fisher was a was an almost guy he always was you know he had eddie george and some uh some real talent there at tennessee um uh, and uh, and yep. couldn't couldn't get more than one trip to the super bowl so uh yeah i i 
I agree that that Fisher was not good, and he's pretty damn good. That there's some good when, stuff going on. I, I need to meet that guy because I've never met anybody with a photographic memory like that. That would be awesome. You know, I'm glad I didn't so know when, him. In when, college, when do we start sure. the conversation? Yeah, when do we start the conversation of Rams going undefeated? Is it started yet? After four weeks, or, or do we wait a little bit? I know their upcoming schedule. They get three road games coming up: as Seahawks, Broncos, yeah. 49ers. I don't see them losing those. Let's. Let's see what happens at Denver. Uh, I think of those three, that's the one. The one advantage they have to go 16-0, and it's a very weak division that they're in. Uh, mm-hmm. Going to Seattle, they should win Getting that game. Getting to play that's Seattle twice. They get two games yeah. for Seattle, and, 49ers, and, and, Arizona. and Arizona. That's, and Arizona. Yeah, and yeah. That's Seattle's, probably six wins right there. Yeah, and Seattle's mm-hmm. toothless now without Earl Thomas. They were getting pretty oh. close to it at that point in time. Um, I wish I could roll off on a cart and flip everybody off as I went. That was just awesome. I don't care what anybody says. Um, but, uh, you know. I have comments on that. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I want to get on opposite ends of that. But, um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, the Rams have the opportunity to do that. I, I, I didn't look exactly at what they've got remaining on their schedule after that. But I think that Denver game, the, your second. You want, to tell, your you want second, me to tell you a couple of games coming up? on yeah. the, and, and, I've got their schedule. In week nine, they're going to play at the Saints. That'll be an NFC showdown. And then that. the game that I cannot wait, week 11, Monday Night Football, Chiefs. Rams in Mexico City. It's going to be oh, in Mexico yeah. City. Yeah, Mexico oh, wow. City. That's right. That, that, that game right there. That. God forbid they should both go in four and zero. Oh. Our eleven and zero oh, or ten and zero, oh, whatever they'll be. Whatever it is, undefeated week. at but, that yeah. time. Yeah, they'll. But man, that could be a that could be very interesting. Uh, and we. If made, I had to, if made, I had to ask you right now, Tony, you you get Chiefs or Rams uh, Super Bowl winners. I give you. You can have Chiefs and Rams as one group. Or the field to win the Super Bowl. What do you, I'll what do you go? I'll take the Chiefs with? and the Rams. I'll take the Rams right now. Over the field, yeah, no doubt. Over the field. Over the yeah. field. Yeah, Rams. Oh. Tell me a better. Tell me a better team in the AFC than the Chiefs. I mean, New England, maybe. New England, maybe. Uh, maybe. The defense just Andy Andy, Andy Reid. Have you not seen uh, enough Andy Reid late in the I season? Mean, I think. I think. Well, that, you're right about that, and the yeah, defense does stink. But yeah, I, uh, I, you know, the thing about the AFC, you can't discount Jacksonville because of the defense. Because in about six or seven weeks, defenses are going to start should start to to pull out ahead of some of these offensive schemes that we're seeing now. We'll see because the rules are different. But um, uh, I, I think we're going to start to see that. And and there are two or three teams there in the AFC: the the Jaguars, the Chiefs, the uh, Patriots. Uh, and don't hey, and maybe we'll talk about them later. Don't discount the Tennessee Titans, but um, uh, Baltimore Ravens, <laughs> <laughs> right? But I think there's some, I think there's some possibilities there. But in the NFC, I, you can't tell me who I've seen this better is going to compete with the Rams defensively and offensively. It's just they've got the biggest. They are the, they are the class. They are the class. The yeah. only thing I think yeah. that can top the as of right now, I think the only thing that would stop the Rams would be a, an, an injury and have, Lord right. forbid, I don't want to see that at all because I just like watching. Play. Right. Before I move on mm-hmm. from the Rams, just I know we're all we're all big fantasy players, and any fantasy player right now probably if they're doing well, they probably have a Ram somewhere on their roster. <laughs> we talked about it a second ago. That division is putrid. What if the Rams have that division completely wrapped up like week fourteen or thirteen la- la- or last 13. year? Yeah, last year Sean McVay sat his guys on week seventeen. <clears throat> What if Sean McVay yeah. in the Super Bowl of the AFC sits like Gurley and Goff? I could see those guys on a lot of Super Bowl rosters. That would or, that would yeah, cost some bowls. Yeah, that would yeah. cost some fantasy bowl madness <laughs> come week sixteen. That's, uh, that gives me consternation as we speak, there, uh, <laughs> Kevin. So I guess um, we'll, we'll, we'll I pay have, that toll when we get to I the bridge. Gurley, I guess we'll worry about that. Later. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think though it's probably 
it, you're probably worried about week 16, 17, whether week 16 they only play a half if they get to that point. I think the one thing you've got going, though, for you is that you will have probably the Eagles. I think they should start to take off now with Jeffrey, even though they had a rough weekend down at Tennessee. Uh, but they should start to come in and get close. And I still don't think the Rams are going 16-0. and It's just too hard to do. And uh, uh, like if someone game, if, Say it, someone pulls a hamstring or turns an ankle. Yeah, right now, that. And, and I'll any given you, week. Going, going to Denver, that is a trap game because that's your second it isn't easy that's your second game of a three game uh, a three game road trip that's always the toughest one of them and and going to denver it's a tough place to play it's mile high stadium five thousand feet you're gonna have to be ready and that's where it drags um so go to mybookie.ag right now and, and <laughs> take the broncos plus probably what's gonna be six and a half so um but that's going to be tough. But hopefully if they've got one, two losses coming into week 14, they'll get to play through 15 and 16. But you're right. It's a concern. So, I'm not trading right, any of them, but it's a concern. No, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> so let's move on. Those, those are the, that's the class of the NFC and AFC, I think, right now are the Chiefs and Rams. But I want to move to a couple of divisions. I disagree with that, that statement, but go ahead. I want to get to the, the uh, NFC North is a division that really intrigues me right now because the Bears lead the NFC North at 3-1. and one. And maybe we saw Mitch Trubisky's coming out party, or maybe we just saw that the, the Fitz magic is over with, the Dirk Cutter stuff. He really – I don't know if y'all heard Dirk Cutter at the, in the post-game press conference saying everyone should be fired. He might need to cool yeah, down because his owner might go, you know what, you're right. <laughs> and go ahead and he said including me. He did say yeah. including yeah. me. Yeah. So. I think he said including me first. I, so Yeah, uh, I, I, I know LJ's probably got some feelings here about it, but I, I think uh, Chicago, it, it's not that they're that good as Tampa Bay's defense is that bad. It's really horrific. I, I – I uh I got a fantasy win this week because I streamed Trubisky onto my team and wow. tied the acromegalies for the high score of the week uh in our in our league because of that. But uh um I think you could take anybody if you're playing Tampa Bay for all those fantasy players out there. If you've got anybody playing Tampa Bay, start them. Even if there's a second, third string guy. I mean, heck, you could start Chris Ivory against Tampa Bay, and he would probably get a twenty points for you. But well, and that's what LJ really actually bad. did send in some notes, and he said as a, as a resident, he's a Bronco fan, but he lives in Chicago, so he definitely keeps up with the Bears. And he watched some of that game and was just saying that. I think his note was sure that was a good game by Trubisky, but it was if you watched if you watched it, they had a lot of short fields. Tampa Bay's defense looked putrid. But what the point of the game was, I think if we didn't already think for sure, maybe it was early in the season, that Bears defense is really, really good. And Khalil Mack just keeps making his case for, could a defensive player possibly win MVP? He now has a sack and forced fumble in every single game so far this year. I mean, he has been absolutely amazing. And that defense behind him has also been really, really good. I think your only problem with that argument, Kevin, is the state of the NFL right now as far as that MVP. There are so many huge numbers going up. There's going to be a a bunch of records broken. I I don't know that you're going to have the opportunity for a defensive player to win the MVP in this kind of environment. I don't disagree with your statement. I think as far as him being a valuable player, he's probably the most valuable player on the Chicago Bears, no doubt about it. But I don't think you could turn and say, yeah, he's the NFL MVP. Drew Brees is going to break the last remaining pass records this year. You're going to have Todd Gurley probably break the 1,000-1,000 barrier. You're probably going to have Patrick Mahomes break uh, Tom Brady's touchdown Yeah, there's just so many numbers going up. The scoring's up this year. You're probably right, but it – 
It's been wild. A, I mean, what Mac's doing has been impressive. I would say this. You know what? I think we should create a new a new uh, award, the Badass Award, and you can give that to Khalil Mack. <laughs> well, so interestingly, <laughs> on, uh, valuable a, a fun stat so. I found on the uh, – on the, and I know I, I like to come up with some stats. I try to impress Uncle Tony with the stat every week. Mm-hmm. And something I found with I'm the Bears down. that was interesting is uh, – the Bears actually they blitz the least in the in the NFL right now as far as when they bring more than four rushers and they get to the quarterback the most. They have 18 sacks on the year. And and since the year 2000, there's only been seven teams including the Bears that have had 18 sacks through four games and the other six are last year's Jags, the 2015 Broncos that won the Super Bowl, the 2013 Chiefs that lost in the second round, the Eagles that lost in the Super Bowl in 04, and the 2000 Bucks that lost in the second round. So every team that's ever done that has made it to at least the second round of the playoffs. That is a recipe for success if you can if you can get to the wow. quarterback without blitzing. And then if if Trubisky, I, I'm not saying give give me five touchdowns, but if Trubisky can give me two touchdowns, and then you still got Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen back there, there's a recipe for success in that Bears locker room. I, I would be a little nervous, and especially going with the NFC North when you have. And Dad brought this up before we started recording, but the Vikings have some serious flaws, and all of a sudden they're one and three. And we don't know how good that defense is when we thought coming into the year, I, I was all over the Vikings. And then I'm not sure what to make of the Packers yet. I, what, what do y'all? Uh, well, to clarify, Kevin, Kevin, to clarify, the Vikings are one, two, and one. One, two, and one. I, the point me, I was yeah. making is they only have one win. And that one win was against San Francisco, I think, the first game when they still had Jimmy G. It was a, you know, it was a legit yeah. game, but it was close. Uh, I still think the Vikings are for real. I really do. I think they're going to be there in the end. But I, I'm with you in that Chicago does have a recipe for a, a potential playoff run. If they need Trubisky to to show up, and I don't, he's not going to do what he did for the Bonehammers last right. week, right. every week. But but uh, if he'll show up, he's got some tools on the office to throw to. And Khalil Mack is the best defender in the league. I, I think that Aaron Donald at uh, L.A. might have a little something to say about that. Yeah, but. Khalil Mack is is the Good. it stinks around where he is because he's the shit. Yeah, I, I <laughs> there it was. Um, so I, I agree with that. I think what's going to help Chicago. We're talking about the NFC North. Uh, you know, when you look at the playoffs, you've got two wild cards that are available, and so I'm you know I'm concerned that Chicago is going to be one of those. And my concern was in the NFC South. Now Atlanta losing a couple of defensive backs have really fallen off the table. You might hear their name mentioned later on in the broadcast, but uh, you know, with them out of the out of, probably out of the playoff picture, I think that brings Chicago back into it uh, because Green Bay hasn't. Although the defense played well, it was against Buffalo after Buffalo went freaking destroyed um, Minnesota, and so Minnesota. Uh, so you know it it it's there. And now Minnesota is is got some flaws, and I think where Minnesota's problem is they can't run the football. Uh, Kirk Cousins, as good as he is, and he's a great quarterback. I think he's a top five quarterback. But if he doesn't have a run game, he's going to have a problem. Uh, he he's not going to escape the pocket. He's not going to create a lot of stuff. But when he's in the pocket, he can deliver the football. But if they're not run, if they can't run it, he can't do that. And so Minnesota's got to figure that out. They've got to figure that out. And and if not. Then I think that brings Chicago into the playoff picture, and we'll know here in the next next two two weeks whether that's going to be the case. And I think a lot of that division will hinge on 
it, it I, and I didn't get to watch much of the game. I, it was against the Bills when the Packers beat the Bills, I think 22 to 0. Oh, it sounded like I did I listened to some of the post-game stuff and it sounds like Aaron Rodgers has a little beef with Mike McCarthy, which this wouldn't be the first time. Hmm. And I don't know if 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 Rodgers is maybe looking a little better, but if if, if Rodgers can get back healthy, he still is the best quarterback in the, that that division and if if we're coming down towards the end of the year and you're asking me to pick Trubisky or Rodgers, I don't care how good the Bears defense is. I'm going Rodgers until I get Dude. proven wrong. But Yeah. Dude, the Packers are hurting. Not only is Rodgers going around on one leg, um, you've got Cobb that can't get healthy. Geronimo Allison got a concussion. Allison's uh, out. Mm-hmm. Man, they are hurting. Their I, defense I, is struggling. I have been – hey, I am one guy that said I'm not a big Jimmy Graham fan. I know it. I can live with it. It's okay. But he is not the guy that can carry an offense anymore. It's past, He's past his prime. He can't carry an offense. Now, I think he had six for 80 or six for 90, something like that this weekend. May have had, may have, had a touchdown. I, I can't recall for sure. But he's going to have to be one of those 10, 12 catch guys mm-hmm. to make up for the loss of Allison and Cobb if Aaron Rodgers is going to be that guy. And I, I don't see that happening. I think Green Bay, although they're, they're you know, they're sitting out there, what are they, two? Are they one, two, and one as well? Are they two, one, and one? Two, one, and one. They are two, two one, one, and one. one. Two, one, and one. They are mm-hmm. going to have to figure some stuff out. I, the, you can't judge a defense because you shut out Buffalo. Jeez, a Pete. Uh, you know, and, and, and so you can say, oh, they scored 27 on Minnesota in the first quarter. Yeah, that was a trap game. And, and so I think it still needs to shake out there. But – the NFC North is not not as strong as we once thought it was. I think that's I just, a division winner, and that's it. Yeah, I just but as we head off this division, I just these other teams. Like I think the Vikings and Packers are better teams. But if you mess around and let the Bears have a, the lead in that division, and it starts getting cold, and now you got to go to Chicago and score on that defense, I. I, there's a recipe there. I don't know if I'm, I'm putting a ton of money on it, but there's a recipe where I don't want to get hey. down a couple of games to Chicago well, come late and have Khalil Mack rushing my quarterback and hurting Aaron Rodgers again. Yeah. Be careful. We talked about that's Matt Nagy from the Andy Reid tree, and let's see how Chicago's doing later in the year. He played yeah. there. That offense is being done by scheme, and let's see what happens later in the year. I don't see him holding that lead. That lead. I think it's the Vikings or the Packers that take it, and then no wild card coming there. Just a, a funny the the last thing that that we mentioned how the the Bears are getting all this pressure and they're not even having to blitz and all this stuff. You know who has the league low in sacks per game on the year so far? Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders have got one point two sacks <laughs> per game. They just can't find a pass rush, and I don't know why. It's it's, it's an oh. odd odd conundrum they're in. But this uh, is this is where you tell LJ he's got to put it early. We are who they thought they were. So. <laughs> The AFC North, that, that's another division uh, that interests me a little bit because you have right now the Bengals are tied with, as Dad told you after I think week one or two, that he liked the Ravens. The Ravens are right there, and they just got done beating down on your Pittsburgh Steelers, Uncle Tony. Uh, <laughs> now, I mean, handled them, handled yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look, I mean, look. that was that was not lucky. They beat no. them hey, in Pittsburgh. Hey, look, and I'll say this. Baltimore beat them. They beat them. They beat I, I, I will say this. Yeah, I know when I'm wrong and I was wrong. That game did not go the way that I thought it would. Um, now, you saw this week, Monday, and then today, a lot of news coming out that Bell says, yeah, I'm coming in after the bye. Uh, I there's a, I, I believe the Falcons and the Steelers play this week. That's that it. is the biggest must-win game. It's hard to say there's a yeah, must-win in Week I, 5, but those teams are week both five, For both of them, that is a must-win game because I don't think the Steelers can go down to 1-3-1. One, 1-2-1, one. One, one, you know what? That, that tie is 
not going to hurt them as bad as you might think if it were a loss. If they were one and three, it's a big, I think, a big difference in that division. But that division historically beats up on each other down the stretch. Uh, there's a lot of football still to be played. I'm, I'm not giving up on the Steelers winning that division, but the Ravens do look good. Uh, Alex Collins is going to have to figure out how to hold on to the football. Oh, uh, yeah. He but, needs to quit eating but, that you know what? before the damn game. Yeah, something. <laughs> but, you know, figure this. The thing about Baltimore, as great as Flac- Flacco is playing well right now, the best I- – I- Ozzie Newsome, I, I wish the Cowboys would go get him and, and and lure him out of retirement. That dude is the best GM ever because he has put together some tremendous draft classes. And uh, this last one, I think, is, is going to be phenomenal. You're that, hate it really Hurst seems like that Lamar order. Jackson, that, that Lamar Jackson has really lit a fire. Around. I don't know why it took this long right. for Joe Flacco yeah. to, to, to get a fire yeah. lit underneath him. but Well, I mean, he did take him to a Super Bowl, so let's not take it took this long to get a fire. He's been a yeah, good quarterback. Yeah, I was going to say. You know, but <clears throat> there's nothing like telling an old guy, say, hey, look, man, this young guy's ready to take your spot. Do you say, well, hold on a minute. Uh, but, uh, but you know, they're going to have four four legitimate tight end ones in that offense with Hayden Hurst coming back and with Mike Wallace and the John phenomenal Brown? John Brown. The, the, phenomenal, the phenomenal John Brown, John who Brown. is stretching the field. Hey, uh, he is I guess, very well. I guess I, for, for some reason, I guess they don't have sickle cell in Baltimore because that's that's been the only thing holding him back. In his and now career, all of a sudden he looks Arizona. great. And he looks phenomenal, right? So I don't know what. Well, it just oh, by the way, Baltimore is number four in points allowed. I mean, Lee and they're getting back. Defense, they're getting back their defense. corner, uh, Jimmy yeah. Jimmy Smith, who's Jimmy Smith. one of the best corners in yeah. all of football, is coming back this yeah. week. So you got Jimmy Smith, Joe Hayden, I, I, and um, Patrick. Uh, Patrick, is it Patrick? Not Reed. Is it Patrick? I forgot. He, he started a hundred and thirty something games in a row, and all of a sudden it's like, well. Sorry, bud. You know, I know you're not hurt, but Jimmy Smith's back. They got to figure something out on that. But with them and T Sizzle, that's a that's a good team, no doubt about it. It's a good team. Well, and they, I think they got a hell of a coach. I think John he Harbaugh, does the most with look, the least at his, over and over again. Well, he, he does. He is by far the best Harbaugh <laughs> coach in my there's opinion. No doubt there. <laughs> uh, I don't even. I don't think there's even a doubt. But I mean, he's just steady. I yeah. like him as a coach. He's steady. He's he's not fight. You know, he just he does his job and he does it very now, well. And this is hey, and this is a shout out to Jerry Jones. Jerry, I, I know you listen to the JPP podcast, <laughs> but I want you to understand something, what Lifford just said. This is knowledge coming your way. John Harbaugh, one of the best coaches in the NFL, won a Super Bowl, but was on the hot seat. His owner sat him down and said, look, bud, you got to win. And so now look at him. Three and one, head of his division, ready to go. His owner is not out there saying, hey, man, it's okay. I feel comfortable with this coach. He's not doing that. Jerry, get up in his ass. Come on, man. Get up in his ass and tell him he's got to win or he's gone. We know he can do it. Get out there and do it. Okay, done. I thought she was going to tell him to go hire John Harbaugh. I wished he would. Yeah, it's too late. John's going to win a bunch of games this year, and it's that that little thing is over. I will. But I will remind you. you I will remind you, Tone. I think it was after week one or two. You you made a bet with old old Doctor Liff over here that Washington Redskins would be better in Baltimore, and Baltimore uh, yeah. looks pretty tough. They look pretty salty. Uh, hey, but the Redskins are still doing good. I but not, we, I, we still don't know what 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 does Doctor Liff get. Uh, all I know is we have to put the Bone Hammers logo on the hey, JPP. I'll tell you what. Uh, I website. I just read up a little bit over the weekend. I'll I'll get you a case of that damn Malort because I don't know that I'm tasting a, a <laughs> bit of that after what I read. So <laughs> oh, no no no. You got it. Well, I guess you I'm won looking the bet. For it. the I, <clears throat> It's won. not a uh, 
it, it's it's not a commodity here in Little Rock, Arkansas, but I can tell you, I'm going to find it. We're going we're going to get it, but um, we'll figure something out, Left. Oh, yeah, everybody needs to do it once or twice. Yeah. So, but a case of it, <laughs> it no, no, twice. that's not what I want. <laughs> yeah, no. but I agree, Kevin. That's a good point. I, you're looking at the the Redskins and the Ravens, very similar teams. I will say, I know when I'm wrong. The Ravens right now are the better team. They're looking they're looking pretty good. If they can hold that through, I think we are looking at someone who could challenge for the AFC. Well, and you can't trust the Bengals. Well, I was about to say, just, no I one's even mentioned the Bengals, who are three and one. The Red Rockets been who's killing three and it. One. Uh, I, but because the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton, Marvin Lewis, I think, I'm yeah. sorry. I just don't trust him. I have no faith I've seen in that movie. Whatsoever. I've watched it all the way through to the end, and it seems like it's <laughs> what, 17 years now, right? Well, How many years has he yeah, been there? Here's their, the biggest thing that's happened to them is they lost Tyler Eifert this weekend. God, that uh, sucks, man. That, that's, that's a, a I know, that's, and that's a when big they loss. were successful, they had Eifert, um, or they had, and so I, I think that's he's a really had one big blow. crushing injury after another, and he finally yeah. gets back from his back, and then this yeah. freak injury where his ankle snapped. Yeah. I mean, it just. Yeah, I feel so bad for Tyler Eifert. It seems like yeah, it's one thing it's after another for the guy, and he's just yeah. a talented player. Very talented. I'm mm-hmm. sure he'll feel good on that $10 million that he's got. So if he wants to send some of that money my way, I'd be glad to feel even sorrier for him. <laughs> so and we we mentioned we mentioned a little bit about the Redskins, and or, and they are actually leading what is looking like, as of right now, the, the NFC least. And I think the only thing we learned from – uh, the Cowboys game over this past week, or the Cowboys and the Giants game, is that the Cowboys aren't the worst team in the NFCs. Because good, <laughs> someone actually—it was funny. I don't know who actually got in uh, Scott Linehan and Jason Garrett here, but someone told him, "Hey, this running back y'all have is actually a pretty good player, and it might behoove you to to get him about thirty touches." And he went for 150 yards rushing and almost 100 yards receiver and receiving, and became the first player of the year to have 200 yards from scrimmage. Yeah. Well, that was an interesting thought. I'm glad they decided to figure that out. But the I want to get on uh what did you see what in that game the lines were staff it was like the prototypical Stafford game. He put up 300 yards, two touchdowns, <laughs> no picks, had a good fantasy line and lost. and lost. It's just like that's what we talked about this earlier in the in the year. He's going to he's going to go in the Fantasy Football Hall of Fame cuz he's a good quarterback to have in fantasy football, but just when it comes down to it, he'll find a way to lose whether it's his fault or not. Yeah. I don't know Matt I don't know if Matt Patricia found some Thanksgiving Day playbook and said when y'all go to when y'all go to Dallas on Thanksgiving, here's how you play it so you lose because that's what he did. I it's amazing. Carry <laughs> on Johnson is tearing the hell out of the the Dallas defense on their first drive, and all of a sudden, what? Well, wait a minute, where'd Carry on go? What's happening? Yeah, Carry on. They just quit yeah, using them. I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy is just, and again, just battering that soft middle of that defense, and uh, again. I don't know, Sean. I don't. Did Sean Lee play? It seems like I saw him out there. Did I didn't play? get to watch some of that game because okay. I was driving a lot. I couldn't tell. I didn't well, watch highlights. You know, I don't like to watch kangaroos hop around on two bad hammies, so I didn't didn't watch that part of it. Um, I did see Jeff. Uh, I did see Jeff. Jeff Heath uh, got scram- ran over. Jeff scrambled eggs. Heath. Uh, get run over again. And, and, you know, I don't mean to make fun of this, but maybe I do. But I don't know if you saw after the play, it was that prototypical when a guy has gotten his bell rung, he kind of puts his hands up like a little Tyrannosaurus Rex, and he's he's reaching for something, and it's just not there. And that's what happened with Jeff Heath. He's like, uh, yep. uh, and then boom, he's down. So I don't know what happened. Yeah, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. We've mentioned uh, the the poor luck by Tyler Eifert, and we even talked about how Le'Veon Bell's coming back. And if if anybody needed vindication to see why Le'Veon Bell was holding out, 
You saw it in Seattle this week where you it's been a dispute all year where Earl Thomas just wants to either get traded or get paid. He's fine being at Seahawks. He just wants to get paid. And they clearly weren't doing it, so he didn't want to play because he didn't want to get hurt. And then what happens? Breaks his leg, out for the year. And I'm sure by now everyone has seen it. But as they're as he's riding the cart off the stadium, he gives he tells the the, the Seattle sideline they're number one. And uh, <laughs> I, I I'm just curious on Pops, I'll just throw it over to you. What are your thoughts on the on the situation? And did you have any thoughts on him flipping the bird over to in the at, right there in the middle of the broadcast to the to Seattle? Yes, I you know I felt bad for him getting injured. Um, I think he has uh, uh, an argument, a good argument to want to get paid. I understand that that uh, careers are short in the NFL. Any play can be your last. There's no doubt about it. Here's what pissed me off though about it, and here's why I don't think he would be on my team because he signed a four year $40 million contract. He signed a contract that paid him $9.5 million upfront signing bonus. He signed a contract with $25.7 million guaranteed. He signed the contract. Now, if he wanted to do like Le'Veon Bell and lay out, not report, not play, I get that. I don't particularly like that, but I do understand it because these guys got to get paid. But he signed that contract. He decided to play. He gets hurt, and it's somebody else's fault. And it's somebody else's fault where he's going to go off and flip off his sideline. Screw that's that sucks. I think Couldn't it's disagree wrong. With you more. I, 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 and you're certainly welcome to do it. But that to, to, to flip a bird to the sideline of the team that agreed to pay him $40 million. He didn't have to show up. He didn't have to play. He chose to play. He chose to play and then flipped off his own sideline. I think that's a bullshit, low-class, uh, Bush League kind of thing to do. If he would have just taken his medicine, gone off the thing, I understand he probably cost himself some money. He didn't have to play. I don't, I'm don't. i not mad at Le'Veon Bell. I understand what he's doing. I understand why he's doing it. But, but, to, but to decide to play after you decided to sign a contract and then flip off your bench, I think that's classless. I... <clears throat> Tony, go do you ahead, have a sponsor? Do you want me to go ahead? Well, so, go ahead. I just go so ahead. here's the thing. Here's the thing is I get what you're saying to an extent on on how it probably didn't have to flip them off, but the, the emotions that's going through your head when you snap your leg and that you, I don't understand. I get he signed the contract and he didn't and he could have not showed up. But if he doesn't show up, I, it's been a lot of killing on people have just been raking over Le'Veon Bell and all the players. And it's always the players. It's the players. Why don't you show up? You signed the contract. But it's bullshit because what the, the, the Seahawks can go out and draft a fourth round safety. And if he's any good, they can cut Earl Thomas and not have to pay him all that money. They did it with Camp Chancellor. Can't even bear. He, he, he ruined his neck and can't, couldn't play any longer. And he get, doesn't get the rest of his contract. If they get hurt, they screw, they, they screw them and they don't, they don't get the rest of their money. And then you look at these guys are sacrificing everything and you're going to take the side of the million billion dollar owner. I just don't understand. Money, money has nothing to do with whose side I'm taking and I'm not taking anybody's side. I'm saying that I'm saying Earl Thomas did a classless well, move. Why not trade for me? That's well, that's what I'm saying. Hold on. Lifford, I got, I, I got to disagree with you there. You said that it's about he okay. signed a contract. He signed a contract. Forty million. That's all about money. 
That's all about money. And so what this whole thing is, is that it was about a negotiation. And Earl Thomas did the thing, the thing that said, I'm going to be there for my teammates. I'm going to play while I got to play. But you guys know that I should get paid more of this. You guys know them in the last year of this contract. I'm, was he 29, 31, 32? He's got more years left for his safety. He ought to be getting a contract. It's the same thing that, and I think that the Players Association will probably address this in the next time we have an agreement. But that last year of that contract, they ought not to be able to be franchise tags or, or whatever that is. They're using that but to their He was not franchised, right? I know he, he, was, he wasn't. That's Bell's problem. But in that last year of that contract, there ought to be some stipulation like, look, either we negotiate in good faith and this is there's a there's a continuation clause for the contract or something, but there's not. And so those owners have a distinct advantage in football that at any point in time there could be a catastrophic injury that could either either keep your career out for two years or or, or get you out. Cam Chancellor's retired. Look so, at they cut you know, Sherman. They cut Richard Sherman yeah. to save eleven million dollars this past offseason. Well, yeah, but, but time so out. We're not so talking about Richard Sherman. We're not no, talking about Cam Chancellor. We're, we're talking, talking about, about Earl, Earl Thomas. Thomas. We're talking about about a guy that's got forty million fucking dollars, guys. So, but that's you said not it's not about me. the money. It well, it's but he's got the money. money. It then then don't show up, don't report. Well, see, I'm okay with that. I'm he, okay with that. Well, don't report if you don't want to. If you want to so, renegotiate your contract, but to show up and to play and then blame your injury on your team. That's not their fault. Well, it's nobody's fault. So it's just a crappy damn thing. So here's what I would think should happen. I think Earl Thomas will probably come out in the next few days and say, look, that action was not to my teammates. I was there for my teammates. I was there for my coaches. That was for the management of of Seattle for putting me in this situation and not renegotiating or not trading me. That injury could have happened at a different team, and he's not flipping them off. Those things happen, and there's nothing you can do about it. It is random. There's nothing you can do about it. But in that situation, I think he got emotional. And should he have done it? Probably not. That's not the old school way to do it. I wouldn't have done it. But again, I'm not a 32-year-old, you know, all pro safety making forty million dollars a year. He is. It's a different thing. And and his action, although it's not something I would do, I'm not blaming the guy for it. He's like, look, thank you very much. I've got a year rehab. You guys didn't trade me. Screw you. Here here's the last thing I'll say before I get I'm done. And it's just that so they don't the reason they clearly didn't want to sign him long term. They didn't want to pay him and they didn't want to sign him long term. That's fine. That's their choice and they can make that. And they made it clear. So by keeping him, the only reason they were keeping him on their roster is because they wanted to get something from Earl Thomas. So if they if he walks at the end of this year, which he's going to do, and now they won't end up getting it because he's hurt. But if he would have walked at the end of this year and been healthy, they would have got a, cons- a compensatory pick of a third round pick if someone would have signed him. Mm-hmm. And so what, the only reason they're keeping him is because they wanted to get a better pick. They wanted to trade him for a first round pick or a second round pick, but they clearly didn't want him. So if you really just don't want him, he's laid, he's, he's sacrificed his, he could, this injury could have happened at any time and he could have been paralyzed at, at any time with any team with, but with he's any, done this absolutely. for the past five years and actually he's won the Seahawks the Super Bowl. So why not if, if just go ahead and trade him, trade him for the third round yeah. pick or second round pick and let him go get his money and be like, we want the players yeah. to show loyalty and show up, but we don't really hold the same side to it. And these guys get cut and they end up not playing or not making their money, which I do. I think this will end up working out fine for Earl Thomas because it wasn't like an ACL injury. He broke his leg and mm-hmm. bones do seem, I, I, 
I'm no doctor, but I think this was the no, best injury that could have happened for him yeah. instead of like, because yeah, he's still going to get paid. He's, he's going to get paid. paid. But he is going to be a 30 year old safety coming off an injury, and that will get brought up in any negotiation is yeah. in. As yeah. a Cowboy fan, it probably worked out better for the Cowboys because they probably <laughs> are going to get him on a discount, but it just sucks for him. Yeah. And I think it's just, I get the emotions overwhelmed him. I'm with you. You probably shouldn't have flipped him off, but I, I didn't have any problem with it. I, if the Seahawks should, yeah. if they didn't want them, then don't, didn't trade them. But you know what? We can if, just agree to this. You know, it's totally cool. It's fine. I, I don't know. And I think you're going to say, yeah, in my job, I don't have a chance of a, of a career ending injury, you know, sitting at my desk pricing gas. Okay. I get that. <laughs> but if I don't like how much I'm paid at work, you know, the only, I mean, then that's, that's on me. I got to do something about it. So that's what I'm saying. It'd be like me walking out the door, flipping off my boss at work. And I just think that's, I just think that's horseshit. Um, I don't know. If you don't like, if you don't like where you are in life, if you don't like the amount of money you make, if you don't like the material possessions you have or don't have or whatever, look in the damn mirror. So I understand that Seattle had something to do with that. I'm not, but he could have not, he could have not played and he still was, was rewarded relatively handsomely uh, for his actions. I mean, he at least got 27 and a half and I guess he's going to get all 40 million and I'll shut up now, but I just thought that was a a Bush League thing to do. You know, it's a good point. It's a good point, Liff. And I, and it's just a different perspective, but the one thing I'd say, and this is my last comment is between him and Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Earl Thomas showed up for his teammates. They know the Seattle Seahawks. They're not going anywhere. But he shows up. He knows he wants out. He knows he's getting out. He knows it's at the very least it's the last year he's going to be in Seattle. He knows they're not a, a, the best team they can be, but he shows up and he goes out there and plays. And unfortunately for him, career a season-ending injury. And and so I just think the, the moment there is like, you know what, F you. And as he's going off, I came out here for you guys. You didn't show up for me to try to get me a new contract or get me out of here. F you. But but I think though, to give him credit, he showed up. Le'Veon did. All right. So now we've all gotten a chance, at least at least me and Pops have gotten a chance to go mix a drink and take a deep breath and, and cool ourselves down. And then the peacemaker came in. So now LJ's <laughs> joining us for the final part of the podcast. And since me and me and Pops have already had plenty to discuss. I wanted to bring up something we kind of touched on a little bit. We we did plenty of Mahomes and Denver talk, and I'm sure you don't have any interest reliving that that dream from last night. Uh, did was there was there a game on last night? I, you know, <laughs> I think there was. It was a pretty fun game. There was also the there was also is coming though, your way. JPEG's coming your way. Go ahead. There was also a really fun game on on Sunday night where well. Where where Big Ben really just looked like what <laughs> what one person would say is what they thought Big Ben would look like. What what did you think about Sunday's game, LJ? Can I can I just read my notes on uh, the Ravens versus Steelers just one after another? <laughs> well, I was gonna I was gonna read them to the listeners earlier, but I didn't think I would do them justice. So I'm just I'm glad you're here, and I'll just yeah. give you the floor. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so bring it. So what I've got is uh, uh, the first note I've got is replace Big Ben, and this is the theme for the rest <laughs> of my notes. The second note is he takes up an eighth of the salary cap. Uh, he dumps off, holds for too long, then overthrows on eighty percent of their offensive plays. He also takes up sixteen percent of their total salary. 
salaries, by the way. <laughs> Would you rather have Landry Jones or, and a wealthy Le'Veon Bell or Ben Roethlisberger and no Le'Veon Bell? Um, also, eight Ben Roethlisbergers would fill up the entire Steelers cap. So that's just worth noting. Um, Mitchell Trubisky uh, scored more against the Bucks, uh, and Derek Carr scored more against the Browns. Also, for every dollar the Steelers spend on players, Ben Roethlisberger gets 16 cents. So that's a little <laughs> ridiculous, in my opinion. Um, Antonio Brown's throwing some vague shade, which is a lot more accurate than a big Ben deep ball. Um <laughs> <laughs> ben Roethlisberger is making over double the highest paid running back this year. Um, they're one, two and one, by the way. Uh, he's got two Super Bowl wins. And those teams included Heinz Ward, Willie Parker and Troy Palomalu. Jerome Bettis was also in the first one. And in both games, he was the worst quarterback on the field by any metric, including Antoine Randall <laughs> Um, <laughs> Big Ben is by far the most injury prone quarterback uh, in the NFL right now. If he didn't land in Pittsburgh, his prefix would be journeyman. Um, he makes one hundred and forty five million dollars for every game. And if they just wow. sold him out to a team with a QB need, signed Bell and then drafted a quarterback next year, they might win a Super Bowl. <sighs> That's all, I got. <laughs> all right. I, I think you meant one point four five million a game. What right? did I say? I think you said one hundred and forty. I think you said one hundred and forty five million oh, a yeah, game. Let's, I think uh, that let's would be, be clear. Yeah, he doesn't make no, no player makes that. Uh, <laughs> he makes one point four five million for every game, which is a pretty tidy That's sum. Ridiculous. Pretty tidy sum. So yeah. I um, just just to recap, so in case made, in in case someone didn't get what you were going for there, it sounded like you were saying <laughs> Big Ben is overrated and they need to replace Big Ben. Is that correct? That that's the gist of it. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> there were a lot of things going on in there. You know, yeah. like a lot of detailed conversations about the Steelers. No, it's all just cut him. Just just get rid of tra- tra- whatever. Well, I think I don't know. I think he has a he has a pinky injury. I heard in a meeting oh, that he sure. might, he's having a hard time. No, you the don't football. have to think. Big Ben will let you know. If he's got an injury. You will know. There is no so, doubt about it. So uh, allow me to retort, <laughs> please. <laughs> Do you want to go point by point or <laughs> what you got? Well, no, I, what, do, what do you think? I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a, a big chief Indian pad, a number two pencil to write it down with, but, uh, but I will say this, uh, you do make some valid points. However, uh, I, I'm, I'm not for sure that, I, and I don't know why the hell Willie Parker ended up in that rant, but, uh, and so if y'all can text That's me Willie back, Parker? Willie, yeah, if you can te- text me how many years Willie, Willie Parker, Parker played and, was he in and, and what position it was, I'd be interested. But well, if uh, I can tell you what position Willie Parker played, are you kidding me? <laughs> what the hell was all about? that about? Tell me about Willie Parker. <laughs> what are you talking about? You played Dude had 140 yards in their first Super Bowl win. I mean, he's like, yeah, but, he's the man. What yeah, you- but how many years did he play? Because he, well, I think it was, he might, I think he got the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, <laughs> that year. Oh, the year of the Super so, Bowl. Oh, the year of the Super Bowl. Okay, so, okay, so anyway, I digress. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 you know, LJ makes some good points, and there has been some talk within the within the Pittsburgh off seasons that when is it that Roethlisberger is going to get out of there? And they did make some decisions that he was going to be the the quarterback. And there's about a three year window that they're looking at. So that. So, so what LJ is saying is true that they're looking at how much is Roethlisberger worth to the organization over the next next one to three years. However, I don't think he could go About out there. Sixteen cents per dollar. Yeah, sixteen <laughs> cents per dollar, and he's probably worth that because again, as I mentioned last week, he's got a you know 
of all the quarterbacks that can stand in the pocket and take some hits and 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 move move forward and make passes, he's one of the best that there's been for him to be in that pocket. I think not that he's Tom Brady, but I think he's in that top five of in the pocket quarterback, stand in there, take a hit, move into the pocket and, and deliver the football. Um, you know, I, you can say Antonio Brown would he still be the same uh, running back? I was saying wide receiver. If Landry Jones was back there, I doubt it. And that's been over a, a over a five year period. Uh, I, I think that their offense is definitely out of sync without Le'Veon Bell, and I think that has been apparent over the last two ball games when they've played more quality opponents. You can't discount the fact that for for four years, uh, Roethlisberger has been looking to Le'Veon Bell or D'Angelo Williams, who both of them are are probably better than James Conner is right now. He's been looking to that outlet to to establish what they want to do on offense, and without that, without that continuity, without what they had planned on yeah there's a little bit there's there that not a more than there's more than a little bit there's a lot of disjointed uh plays going on right there so big man's just to, not to a say without that, all that, that amazing talent around him it's kind of what yeah, I think to say he's that saying. He's yeah. yeah, that's what I'm hearing is like a quarterback shouldn't be able to deal with an injury. You know, like that's that's oh. beyond quarterbacks. Uh, well, it's just realm of. I mean, what if we what if we swapped it. Aaron Rodgers and so, Big Ben, and we had put I've, Big Ben on these Packers rosters for the past eight years, and we put Aaron Rodgers on what should, Big Ben's had well, with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Bill Brown Rivers and Big Ben? I'll say this. <laughs> I'll say this. If you swap if you swapped Aaron Rodgers or Philip Rivers with with Big Ben right now, I think both of those quarterbacks would be on injured reserve. I don't think that they would have been able to stand the kind of uh, the impacts that he's had and his ability to step up into the pocket uh, with the kind of line that he's had for that. He gets uh, he gets hit when he holds the ball for six seconds. I don't know what you're talking about. They get rid of the ball. He he holds on to it too long, and that's when he gets I hit. I think Philip Rivers won a playoff game with a torn ACL, so I don't think we have to <laughs> to, to really question his toughness. Um, no, I I'm I'm not questioning his toughness. I'm just saying that with that offensive line, I don't know that Aaron Rodgers and Phillip Rivers last as long as Ben Roethlisberger has. Now, has he had some injuries? Yeah, know. but it hasn't been And we've that, known about every one. <laughs> hey, that's all right. That's all right. Hey, you know, hey, I, well, you know, why should I know that Justin Tucker can sing opera? I, I don't need to know that, but why is Ben Roethlisberger complaining <laughs> about getting hit? I you know, no it doesn't matter to me. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this is who. I don't know if this is what you were going with, LJ. But were you maybe saying that Big Ben is who you who you thought he was? Is that maybe, or do you have a different one for this week? Well, let's just. You know what? Actually, that is a better answer than what I put down. I put down the Saints because I feel like the Saints kind of, you know, prove that they are exactly what they are. I mean, Alvin Kamara is the the 14th best receiver in the NFL, and he doesn't even play receiver. Um, <laughs> I mean, Mark Ingram's coming back this next week. That's just a good team. Oh, and by the way, Drew Brees is probably going to break uh, Peyton Manning's yards record uh, on Monday night. So you know, Saints are who I thought they were, but also I guess I can put the. I could put the Steelers right there with them. I think the Steelers are exactly who I thought this week. Well, to to piggyback on where you went with where where you were going with Big Ben to another quarterback, I believe maybe in that same draft class who who I'm going to go with for my who we thought they were of the week, and I mentioned him a little bit earlier. Why? So just because Eli Manning has the last name Manning and has two Super Bowl rings, we've been giving him a pass for like four years now, and the Giants. Since the start of the 2016 seasons, the Giants are the only team in the entire NFL 
who have yet to score 30 points in a single game. They have not broke 30 <laughs> points in a single game. And Eli Manning has now somehow been the quarterback. There's a statistic for you. Love it. I love it. And somehow Eli Manning has been the quarterback for all of these Giants teams, minus the one game where McAdoo tried to bench him. McAdoo was a, his own problem. We, we could get into that another day. But <laughs> – we, for some reason, we keep giving Eli Manning a little bit of this pass and like maybe it's not him and Odell Beckham's a diva and all this stuff. Let's just go look at what the what the, the Giants have done. In 2014, they took Odell Beckham Jr. in the first round. In 2015, they took Eric Flowers, a left tackle, in the first round. In 2016, they took T- Sterling Shepard in the second round. In 2017, they took Evan Ingram, a tight end, in the first round. And then in 2018, as we all know, they took Barkley with the second overall pick. And then, oh, in the offseason, they went and got the best left tackle in Nate Solder in the free agency. At some point, when are we going to go, okay, I don't know what Archie Manning has on the rest of the NFL, but Eli Manning has got to go. He sucks. He's, pro- he's punch drunk. He's tired of getting hit in the mouth over and over again. He just needs to get out of here. I don't understand. He's who we thought he was. He's not good. And I understand right. completely why Odell Beckham Jr. throws tantrums on the sideline because that dude is amazing, as Tony said last week. And Eli just can't get him the ball. He's worse than Big Ben is. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're, You're not, not wrong. definitely not wrong. And that's a, that's a great question, Kevin. And that's one that's been talked about every offseason for the last three years. You know, why are they hanging with Eli Manning? And, uh, you and know, somehow I think they just keep rolling it out there with them. And I think that – I mean, I think they keep saying, get him his weapons, get him his weapons. And yeah. he's at got weapons. Point, he's got I mean, good weapons. God. He's got to have them at this point. Yeah. If you don't have and his weapons Every now. team in the NFL would dream of having exactly. half of those yeah. players. And they and you know, score 30. Kevin asked that question <laughs> four weeks ago about did, did it, was it really a, a good thing for the Giants to take Saquon Barkley. And now that we see these quarterbacks, these, these rookie quarterbacks and the success that they're having, perhaps we need to go back and look at that and say, okay, maybe the Giants, as good as Barkley – Maybe maybe they've made a mistake, uh, but I would say that there's you know you know they should have gone out in free agency and looked for another quarterback probably in 2017. Uh, so they had somebody ready to go, uh, but it, it, it's it's mind boggling. I, I think maybe they're they're following the Jerry Jones. Uh, playbook for how to be successful in the NFL. <laughs> well, and as you mentioned with, wow. with Barkley, wrong and playbook. <laughs> I almost, I almost feel a little bad for Barkley because it, I, he is. When you watch him play, he, there is He's he does have a special talent. There's something special with Barkley, but it just it. It proves to, to – and LJ knows this from as a Denver fan. The Denver's got Royce Freeman in, what, the third round, and they didn't – and they got Lindsey for free. And you're saying you spent yeah. the second overall yeah. pick on Barkley? I know Barkley's better than both those guys, but you got them for yeah. 10 cents on the dollar when you could have got Sam Darnold, who may, may or may not be good, but he's at least as good as Eli is right now on a fraction well, of the, the contract. With the passer protection rules right now, I don't know if you guys mentioned the stat that I threw out there, but it's – I mean, we're leading the league in points, in yeah. touchdowns, yeah. Uh, and in yards. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's it's not a it's not a running back league anymore. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah, there's so, there's yeah. five there, there's five to six running backs. They're even uh, the 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 most valuable player on their teams right now. Five or six of them, and you could put them out there. But I will say this: if Denver had Saquon Barkley, they beat the Chiefs uh, Monday night because they needed that power runner yeah. down that fourth quarter, and Barkley provides you that. He provides Royce Freeman looked like he was. They just wouldn't, they wouldn't give him the ball. They wouldn't give him the ball. I mean, Royce, Royce Freeman was you know, rolling I mean, over people. Uh, well, here's this. Though. If, if Case Keenum didn't Roethlisberger over Demarius Thomas, <laughs> that would have won the game. But hey, Demarius Thomas well, gave up on the route, though. Come on, I, now, LJ. You, I can you guarantee you this. Did he, I, didn't, I, just, I was watching He kind of gave up so on the really, route. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's messed up, too, then. Either way. but Here'd be my point. If Saquon Barkley was in uh, was in Denver, 
uh, Royce Freeman would be the backup and Philip Lindsay would be uh, on the Seattle Seahawks. So I, I, I think, you know, you can look at it that way. I, I, there, there's, there'd be no doubt about it. But uh, I, I think come back to LJ's point, yeah, it is, it is not a running back league uh, anymore. And so the Giants have well, to hell, do something. Well, hell, yeah. Look at look at as LJ mentioned with the Saints. Alvin Kamara is a, your typical. It's the, your perfect reason of why you shouldn't draft a running back at number four or number two because you can get you can just keep oh. shooting and maybe you get a Kareem Hunt or maybe you get a Kamara. Like Kamara's on yeah. pace right now. I know this won't last and Ingram's coming back, but right now he's. I know he's had a great a good year, but right now he's on pace for twenty four hundred scrimmage yards and twenty four touchdowns. That is yeah. incredible, and they got him. He's getting paid. Ridiculous. Probably a fraction of what Barkley's getting, and it's just yeah. it's the way the league is. And they're gonna after four years, he'll probably he might get one deal. They'll probably tag him until he's about twenty eight and he has an ACL. And that's why Le'Veon's. Go- it's just not a running back league. If you're yeah. a kid and you're twelve yeah. years old right now, learn to play receiver and quarterback because they are making it perfect. <laughs> no, learn for to you. play basketball. <laughs> play play basketball. Golf. Golf. Get out of golf. the sport. Dear, yeah, golf. Oh, if you're not a quarterback, game. don't play football because they make it for your quarterbacks. Oh. <laughs> You guys are yeah. you guys are idiots. It's baseball, man. <laughs> Teach them to play baseball. Jeez, oh, no kidding, beat. no kidding. Yeah. Guaranteed contracts. Like, NFL's the yeah, I haven't no. seen what the Cubs yeah. are doing. It's the but, toughest yeah. league on the players, and it's the only one where they don't yeah. get guaranteed contracts. I don't understand why you would go in and play yep. football. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Pops, hey, here's do you a, have hey, a, here's a Wait, well, here's a prediction. Okay, so in 2019, I I, I will predict that the uh, that the New York Football Giants make the playoffs behind Saquon Barkley and free agent Ben Roethlisberger. No. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Giants, they are taking the, the Jerry Jones route if that's what they don't go with. Poor Giants fans, I'm actually oh, yeah, yeah. feel bad for. It's the it's the end of the road. It's, AKA Joe Montana to the Chiefs. It's Ben Roethlisberger to the Giants. Yeah. They go. They go all Chiefs, the way because Joe the, Montana won a Super Bowl championship. Yeah, hell, who, who? Hell, you can beat the Chiefs. I mean, the, the Cowboys twice a year. Shit, yeah, it's easy. So, pops, <laughs> do you have uh, a who we thought they were of the week, or do we want to move on to what? what do you yeah. know, I've got one, but it's not going to be as much fun as y'all's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think Indianapolis is who I thought they were. I mean, they're going to be a decent team. They're going to. They're. Yeah. They're. they're you no, oh, they're going to play people a little bit of tough. I'm glad to see Andrew Luck. I think he's seemed like he threw the ball a little bit better. I want well, him he to threw be it about fifty something times. He threw it a yeah. lot. Yeah. Well, I want him to be all right because I like the yeah, guy. Yeah, me too. Um, so I, I think uh, Indy's going to be who I thought they were. I mean, they're going to be an average team. They're probably not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to. Uh, they're in a division that they could possibly make some noise. They have Tennessee, who comes up a little bit later in this conversation. But uh, but Indy's the one I would say is who I thought. They were. Yeah, poor. I, I will with Andrew Luck. They and right on the the crest of when quarterbacks start getting those deals where you can get that. Uh, that young quarterback, and he's on the rookie contract, and they got Andrew Luck, who was exactly it was what we we want him to be when he came into the NFL. He's great, and they just screwed up building that team around him for the first five years or so. They just have not put anything around him, and they look the same. They have T. Y. Hilton, and that's it. I, it it kind of ends after that. They haven't given him much. One to other work thing, with. and I, this may even contradict what I said, but did you, did you see towards the end of that game they had like a fourth and four right on their own forty? The game right. is tied. They try to draw them off sides. They don't run off sides. They In call the overtime. In the overtime, they come back in, and you figure they're going to punt the ball and go ahead and take the tie. Instead, they go for it on fourth and four. They miss it. Give the the uh, who who is it? Uh, Houston the Texans 
Yeah. The ball on the 40, they make one pass to the 30. Guys kicked to, what, a 42, 47-yard field goal. When's the game? They Poor Houston fans. That was how O'Brien could get fired, and Frank Wright just gift-wrapped yeah, him a W. He gift-wrapped him another year of Bill O'Brien, but Frank Reich, I think, is the coach, right, yeah. of yeah. Indianapolis. That was bullshit. That was he a said after the game. Call. He said after the game that they knew from the get-go they weren't playing for ties, but – at at some point, a tie is better than a loss, and that fourth than and four, it wasn't fourth and one. It wasn't. I don't know that. Punt it down. That was there, a question. Maybe the guy likes the ball. And yeah, that was a terrible. Call. Well, I hear what LJ has to say about that. So yeah. Anyway, that's what. what, what that's not better than a well, loss. Is that what you're asking? No, you know, I would say this. It, it, this is a rule in the NFL. First year head coaches get a buy on any time they do something aggressive because they always come in and say, "I want to do something different." We're going to be aggressive. We're going to go. We're not playing. And I bet the players did like it. I bet the players did kind of like it. That was, that was. But your best player is not on the field. T.Y. Hilton. I mean, he's their best player. Not a, not a good play. Uh, Yeah. Jack Doyle's out. Just not a good, not a good play. Doyle's out. Yeah. Not a good play. But he gets, he gets a pass on it. He's just trying to be aggressive and, and establish a winning tradition. Well, that's bullshit. He just got a loss. And Houston gets Bill O'Brien another year. So, yeah. Well, another week. Can we go ahead and petition? Can we petition? So it's the Texans playing the Cowboys this week. And just for all fans of Texas pro teams, can we just make a deal that the loser of this game has to fire their coach right after? How about loser fires their head coach and winner gets a new head coach? It's a win-win. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love it. I am all Sunday night, in and then we that. we can do it as soon as the game ends. It just they both get fired, and then we look to see who the next head coach is. The Cowboys bring in Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. Draft Kyler Murray. Oh Here we go. God. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Lincoln Riley. Uh, oh, Tony, okay. did you have did you have a, uh, a who we thought they were for this week? Yeah, or do we want to go on to mine our is the, mine is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I think Fitzmagic. Well, they came is, crashing down. Fitzmagic is dead. Long live Jameis Winston. So, um, you know, they are a team in transition. This is probably Dirk Cutter's last opportunity to coach in the NFL. Speaking uh, of coaches that are on yeah, their way out. Yeah, <laughs> and, and obviously, Dirk Cutter doesn't know anything about Nolan Richardson because the one thing you don't do is, as a head coach, go in and say, well, they can fire me if they want to. Because guess what? They will. <laughs> they, um, they, they can have my job. I'm wondering if they I'm wondering, me and we mentioned it a little bit ago, but I'm wondering if like as soon as Dirk Cutter got home, his wife was like, Hey, uh, honey, why why are you saying that? Why are you giving yeah. that idea? Like, don't even yeah. put that thought in there. Yeah, so here's my here's my Man, I thought it was a good move though. That's yeah. that's fine. But here's, I thought that was a good here's move. my F bomb for the night, because I gotta have one, right? So yeah, so that's <laughs> yeah. what yeah, you, you took the words out. So Dirk Cutter gets home and his wife's there, what the Fuck were you thinking? <laughs> I like this house. Well, and LJ- we just bought this house. You're gonna go and say that. I like it here. You know Tampa. what that happens? But anyway, yeah, but Buccaneers are. I yeah. get what you're saying, LJ. Yeah. That he was he was not he was taken up for his defensive coordinator, and he was owning up to it and say, "Fire me, fire everyone." But I, yeah, that's just that's one thing. If if you know Bill Belichick saying that, or or you're Jason Garrett, and you've already got Jerry Jones' yeah. blessing to coach for the rest of your life. But when you're Dirk Cutter. <laughs> They really are probably thinking about firing you already, and then yeah. you come out and do that. Like that's yeah. just not that smart. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you just made me think. Do you think uh, Jason Garrett has the same blood type as Jerry Jones? Do you think that might have something to do? With no, it's going I, to I think. I think what happened was pictures. they were flying one game. I don't know. This is conspiracy spirit, conspiracy Kevin coming out, 
And I think they were on the private jet one time and Jerry Jones had a few too many Johnny Walkers and he had like a Papa John's moment and said something and Jason Garrett recorded it. And that's the only reason Jason Garrett's not fired is because he's got some kind of dirt on old Papa <laughs> Dude, Jerry. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And that's why mm. I hadn't got him out of there. He's got dirt and it's pictures. I know there's some Polaroids that that <laughs> he has. Jason Garrett brought a Polaroid onto the onto the bus and Jerry was back there with some cheerleader or, or one of Willie Nelson's folks and he he's got pictures that's the only thing i can think of (laughs) all right so we've done the who we thought they were so now let's get on to the best the best segment of the week and it's the team that is no longer talking about talk about playoffs you kidding me what what team do we think that they they, they can just quit on the playoffs lj what do you got for this week well if i had my say it'd be the officials but i think they're gonna (laughs) be there so i'm gonna finally (laughs) step up and take the bills The bill, oh, going out on a limb. So yeah. that one yep. game was another really step up and take. It. Holy cow! Man, I hey, had a hot why take. Why are you giving the boy a problem? <laughs> no, he's picking a team that won't make the playoffs. Why? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Fine choice, LJ. <laughs> I'm yeah, I think everybody sure. else in this call has already I taken guess, them. So, like, let's. I chill guess you're buying the Rams later actually. too, right? <laughs> I would right. if I could. <laughs> well, let's go on to another. Let's go on to the next guy who always makes a bold pick. Dad, who are, who are you saying will no longer <laughs> no longer make the playoffs? Who well, should cross it off? In line you probably got Arizona. Say, I don't know. I'm taking Arizona. Arizona is not making the playoffs. <laughs> So Dude, they weren't making the playoffs. We weren't out of the preseason, and they weren't making the playoffs. You know what? I <laughs> hadn't chosen them yet, Tony. I hadn't chosen them yet, and at the end of the year, we're going to see how many teams we have each left, oh, and I'm going to okay, be good. Okay. So this is. So <laughs> I took Arizona. Crap. Who are you taking, Uncle Tony? Okay, so I'm taking, and we mentioned it earlier. I'm taking the loser of the Falcons Steelers game uh, this week. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, you can't no, pick you can't the loser of next week's game. You oh. got to pick what? Pick the Steelers or the Falcons? You can't oh. go. I take the the loser of next week's well, game. Since I think you can pick Buffalo, you take the loser of it next well, week. Okay, so you want to know who you've already picked? Do you want me to remind sure. you who you've already picked? Tell me who I've already picked. You've there, already doctor. picked Dallas, yeah. the New York Jets, and the Houston Texans. Man, I feel pretty good about That's it. So you so okay? Then I'm bold choices. Yeah. Too. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Falcons because I think they do lose that game this week. And, okay, and so well. the Falcons, although that is a and I've said this earlier, the NFC South is one of the toughest divisions. There are very, very, very good teams down there. If the Saints have now Ingram's coming back, uh, they've got a winning record, and and they are who they thought they were. They're going to be running the football. Uh, they're going to be hard to beat down the stretch. I think they look pretty good at this point. And then Carolina Panthers, uh, I, I, this could be your surprise team. I think that's that's the team that may be that may be there with the Rams at the end. Uh, but uh, I think those two are the ones that make it out of that that division. I think the Falcons. Falcons have lost too much on defense. They are not making the playoffs. You know, I got my my last fun stat of the week. I saw on uh, Twitter from a guy named Scott Casmer who covers the NFL, and he wrote he pulled up. I don't know how he, he must have some serious time to dig this one out. But since 1940, teams scoring 36 plus points at home with zero turnovers are 402 and four. The Atlanta Falcons in the past two weeks have done that twice and are 0 and 2. They are two of the four <laughs> losses out of those games. I, here's wow. the here's the here's the my bookie bet of the year. Go over on every single Falcons game for the rest of the year. They figured out that offense, but that defense is bad, they can't bad, stop bad, anybody, bad, 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 bad. Yeah. They couldn't stop a yeah. nosebleed. Yeah, and for you, yeah, for you, yeah. Anybody fantasy guys out there? Yeah, you start everybody you've got if they're playing the Falcons and the Buccaneers. 
I mean, that that are the two best streamers right now. You want to play everybody you got going against those two teams. So I guess I'll right, go Kev, for, for you, brother. My, my team that is no longer making the playoffs. I was thinking hard about the Falcons, but just – so I don't go the same as Tony. And plus, I would like to – I want to see another week and just see because that offense is good enough. I'm going to go with – I don't think I picked them yet. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Uh, not not a bold not pick at all. Them yet. Not a bold pick at all, but no Jimmy G. I watched CJ. I don't know how CJ Beathard came in last – came back and he took a hit last week that looked like it would sideline me for the yeah. rest of my career and he came back in the game. <laughs> uh yeah, I just I I hate it for the 49ers because I like them coming in here. They've just been ravaged with injuries and they they won't make yeah. the playoffs. So I, I'm I'm not going out on a limb there. Hey, and I will say this uh, just to mention that you know C.J. Beathard he did a lot better than a lot of people thought. They thought that this was going to be like a Drano yeah. kind of game. Yeah. Yeah, and C.J. Beathard, yeah, and this is not his first game to do this well, in. This cat can play football, yep, true, and he's playing for that next year, the year after's contract. Kind of like Garoppolo to see where he can land. And hey, who knows? He may be the next uh, New England Patriot quarterback. Well, you know why? Possibly. Why is can the Chargers just Maybe never make field goals? <laughs> what is with the Chargers? I don't understand. They never oh, ever that ever something? can make a field goal. This is historic. No. This is wait, historic. Wait. It really is getting it goes to be back historic. a long time. Many, it's like the Vikings. So Sturgis made two out of three field goals, but only made he he, he missed every extra point. Is that right? They, he, he missed I, two extra points. He I missed mean. two extra points and then a field goal that would have uh, that would have put him up by at one point. But he made two out of it's three. It's one of those games where you would have. I don't. I just they, there's some weird thing where the Chargers are going to screw up on special Man. teams. They're going to muff a punt and then miss a field goal. Yeah. And then Phil River. They're yeah. going to do a like gambler. a sideline. Maybe pan. he knows what the spread yeah. is. <laughs> they're going to they're going to pan over to the sideline. Yeah, Phil Rivers is going to be looking pissed off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> My bookie. MyBookie.ag, baby. <laughs> Hey, Monday night My was awesome. does not condone fixing games. I just want to throw that out there. A sponsor no, does not condone. Let's, let's make sure that. <laughs> yes, no, yeah, we do not, condone, do not that. condone that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. That's right. All right. We're, we're, we're getting. We're getting. We're coming up against the time limit here. So, LJ, oh, who are you going to go with your? Who are you buying this week, L? Well, I'm looking. It's bottom of the eighth. I'm looking at the Cubs right now, hoping I can buy them in the playoffs. But besides that, I'm going to buy the Titans because I think they're doing a lot of good things against a lot of decent teams without making a lot of noise. I'm just, I think that's a pretty good team. I'm into it. I think, I, and I, I have a feeling that you may have some agreement because I think we've there's been some mention on them. We haven't gotten to them in depth. But Pops, are you, were you thinking, I know you were talking about the Titans. Yeah, I'll go ahead. Yeah, I'll buy, buy, buy the Tennessee Titans. And one of the reasons I look up the NFL average completion percentage is 64.2%, which is, I believe, a, a record high. Mariota is completing at 66.2%. He is above that. Uh, I'm not sold on Derrick Henry, but they got uh, Lewis. Is it Deion yeah, Lewis? Lewis. Yeah. Who who can catch out of the backfield. Uh, Corey Davis looks like he's coming on, although he's only caught 56% of his targets. I'm a little concerned yeah. about that. But that was a lot of those from Gabbert, though. You know, uh, was that from Gabbert? But, yeah. Uh, Malcolm Butler there, you know, obviously the guy can play a little defense and he's over there. That's still will never understand why he got on their defense. Um, I, I don't know that we ever will, but so I'm bye bye buying uh, cheap, hopefully Tennessee Titans. Uh, Tony, are you, are you sticking with them on that? Okay. Yeah. I've got the Titans and here's the story behind this. Uh, so last week I picked the Miami Dolphins. Um, well, how'd that, that work way- for you? 
So yeah. not that I'm way <laughs> off of the Dolphins, but I went back and looked at my notes, and I did pour too much vodka last week because <laughs> I had Tennessee and Miami on the top, and I had the check mark by Tennessee, but I just didn't look back at that. So um, last week I should have said Tennessee, and I'd, I'd, I'd be a really smart guy right now, almost as smart as Ben Roethlisberger. But um, <laughs> this is what he's known for. But he's yeah, it's, it's, ten- it's Tennessee, and I'll say this. The, the one thing I think he, that nobody has said yet is that Mariota – Start of the year hurt, and not a lot of people knew he was hurt to start the year. Um, had that, uh, and then he got dinged on that elbow again. Uh, so he's now finally back, and I think he showed we could do last week. And Tennessee has has got a very good young defense uh, that can move. So I, I'm buying Tennessee, as and they're well. winning the close games too. So yeah, well, so yeah, I get, I, I like what you're saying. They're winning the games that are are, are those games that it could flip because during the reg, during the regular season, there's going to be like three or four games that just could have gone either way, a play here or there, and they're finding a way to win them through whatever it is. They just seem tough and resilient, and I'll give them that. But I just it's not unanimous. Long term, I don't see. Yeah, uh, I'm not oh, trusting yeah. them. I don't. I don't. I think Mike Vrabel is the one. He, he he's a decent coach, and I think he might be a good young guy. That team plays tough, but I don't yeah. trust Corey Davis yet. I really don't know if Mariota's good or not yet. I I. I'm with Dad on the defense. There's a couple of young guys. It's Malcolm Butler. But I'm going to go with the team, actually, that they played. And I, real quick, I don't know who I – I can't remember who I bought week one, but I the, the, I bought the the Buck, the Bears in week two and then the Patriots after last Kansas week. I'm, I'm on a hot streak. You oh, did, and Kansas City after week one. I'm on a Kansas hot streak. Kansas City week one, yeah. So this week we're going with who lost to the Titans, and we're going to go with the Eagles. And my reasoning on that is just – I think Tony mentioned it earlier – but Alshon came back, look look back to old Alshon. I think yeah. Carson Wentz has not looked – I haven't been too upset with him. I, he's taken hits and gotten back up, and that was the only thing I was a little worried about, and he doesn't seem phased from his knee injury. I think that offense will get rolling. That defense will get back. They're missing Jernigan in the middle. They'll be fine. And really, they shouldn't have lost yeah. – I don't know what their defensive coordinator was doing in that game against the Titans. It was third and like third and one, and the Titans could get a first. They they either they were out of timeouts in that overtime, and they had to either get out of bounds or score a touchdown. And the the steel the I mean the Eagles ran like a zero blitz and left it one on one for Corey Davis, and I just understand that was stupid to me. So they'll figure that out. I think the Eagles. And plus they yeah. play in the NFC least and the Cowboys suck. The Giants suck. The R words aren't going to be good the rest of the year. I'm going to Eagles. I think they'll end up figuring it out. So I will say, though, the yeah, Eagles get the ball one. up a lot. They're like right in the top of the league yeah. giving the ball away more than they take it. So yeah. that's why yeah. I don't really like that. Choice. Yeah, but yeah, I, I the only thing I that concerns me is that that Super Bowl hangover. And it, it takes a really superior team to overcome that. And they don't have a, a dominant running game. Even with Jay Ajayi back, they run, they, they do a committee. And so, you know, they did they a committee last that. year with Nick Foles at quarterback. Yeah, but they had a hammer Fair with, point. uh, uh, with Blunt. And so Blunt. I, 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 yeah. And so they don't ha- really have that hammer. And I think that makes a big difference for them. And so I, 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 I have a tough time buying them right now. I think, as I've said before, the Redskins come out of that division as the the winner. All right. Well, I think that will. Do we have anything else to add? I think that we're, we we went a little. We got a little oh, long winded. A couple here, yeah. arguments and yeah. So I think that'll do it for this week, LJ. I'm glad you got to squeeze in at the end. I wish we could have had you for the Pat Mahomes Denver stuff, but uh, that, that was a bummer. You know, me too. But also, kind of, kind of not. So, what address do I need to send the uh, bone hammer emblem to? Do y'all y'all just let me know, okay? <laughs> Okay, we'll figure it out. We'll, figure we'll, it we'll out. get with that off the pod. All right, well, that'll do it for this week's episode of the JPP pod. 
Uh, as always, remember you you can still go in and put the my bookie JPP in in the promo code, and they will match any deposit you put in on my bookie. And that's the place to go bet. That's the place to go win some money, and just just go cash in on all this knowledge we're spitting out at you. So uh, uh, that that'll do it for me this week, guys. Peace out. Peace. I'm good. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Peace. So LJ, it's, it's in case you can hear me. LJ, he cannot wait to give me so, shit. So <laughs> what I wanted to <laughs> say was, just I, I want to be clear. Been waiting all night. So I said you came on, hoping, and I, I said I was hoping that, I could get off work and then come here and listen to this bullshit <laughs> <laughs> instead of hanging out with my wife immediately. Yeah, this well, is good. you know. Okay.